0: Welcome to a very special edition of the show. This is part three in the special series supporting National Spa Week here in the UK, which takes place from the 4th to the 11th of November 2019. Now, today we are talking all about the importance of recruitment and retention, which might seem a slightly strange topic of choice in a week dedicated to wellness in the workplace. But if you think about it, as a business owner or a spa manager, your team can be a source of enormous support to you or a source of incredible stress, which is not great for your own wellness. And as a team member, if you're struggling, you know, to get the role that you want, or you're not happy in the role you have, again, this isn't going to be great for your own wellness. Hence why we are talking about it and why we are here to help. So let's stick that cassette in and get going. You're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over a quarter of a million downloads worldwide. This is the podcast for you if you run an independent beauty salon, skin clinic, or spa. I want to help you reach your business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information and advice. Now, if you're a regular listener of the show, then you might notice a slight difference in some of the episodes this week. You see, this week, the Beauty Business Podcast is supporting National Spa Week here in the UK. And this year, 2019, National Spa Week, run by the UK Spa Association is highlighting the importance of wellness in the workplace. To celebrate this, every day this week, we are releasing a brand new episode of the show focusing on a different aspect of workplace wellness, how it can affect you, how it can affect your business, and most importantly, what you should be doing about it. And who am I? Well, my name is Adam Chatterley, and I'm your host here on the show, but also the current chairman of the UK Spa Association. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to day three of our special series of beauty business podcast episodes supporting National Spa Week. And this year's topic, which is 2019, if you are listening in the future, which is wellness in the workplace. Now, like I said there in the introduction, today's topic is recruitment and retention. And unless you've been living under a rock in the beauty and spa industry, then you will, I am sure, be aware that we are facing a real challenge with recruitment across the industry. Now, the whole world of beauty, spa and wellness is facing a real shortage of people. And there are a number of reasons, not least of those being because the industry has grown so much over the last few years. But we take a look into all of these causes today. But then rather than, you know, simply bemoaning the fact that there's a problem, we take it the next step. And in today's episode, my special guest and I take a look at the issue of recruitment and retention and how the two are inextricably linked from the point of view of a business as well as the individual. And we guide you through the perfect recruitment process from both sides, right from the advert you place and the CV you write through to fully embracing your new role as a career of choice. So who is today's guest expert? Well, very fittingly, it's a great friend of mine, Helena Field, founder of Spa Pulse, which is a website and a service and a whole new approach to finding a new team member in the spa world and for people looking for a new opportunity to find that dream job that's perfect for them. Now, I'll let Helena explain more about it in just a second, but as you will hear, Helena has a unique view of the whole recruitment and retention challenge as she has run some of the UK's most prestigious spas over the last few years. So she's not just coming at this as a recruitment person, but as someone who has needed the service that she's now created. Now, like I said on yesterday's episode, the idea of these daily topics this week is to introduce these subjects to you or maybe just expand a little more about what you may already know or think you know and to pique your interest. If you'd like to know more about the topics themselves or if you'd like to check out more information about National Spa Week and the other topics we're covering and also to get some additional resources, videos, articles, that sort of thing on each topic, then just go to spa-uk.org forward slash spa week. That's wwwspar ukorg forward slash spa week. Now, take a little bit of time out of your day. Join me for my conversation all about recruitment and retention with Helena Field. Okay, so welcome to the show, a very good friend of mine, Helena Field.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Adam.
0: I could. Do you know what I was thinking, Helena? It's I can't believe actually it's the first time you've been on the show. I was just thinking the other day. Um, I was like, we've known each other for ages, and how have you never been on before? How have I never kind of arm twisted you to being on here and talking about recruitment and retention before now?
1: I, I, it's, a, it's a good question, um, but probably because I probably hid away and
0: avoided eye
1: contact whenever. yeah. It was probably me avoiding it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much for for giving up your time and uh, and. Sharing your your knowledge on this topic with us today. So, as you know, we are um, this is a National Spa Week special edition of the show, oh. and this National Spa Week we're talking all about wellness in the workplace. And mm-hmm. uh, initially, the topic so the topic that we're you, we're talking about today that you are an expert in is recruitment and retention, um, mm-hmm. which initially seems like an odd thing to talk about when you're talking <laughs> about workplace wellness, but actually, I guess it's probably quite a big source of stress for both employers and employees, right?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, thank you for having me on as an expert in this field. Um, it's it's something that um, I am extremely passionate about. Yeah. And having um, run the UK Spor Association myself, as you know, and um, before that, run spas myself. I know the challenges that spa directors and spa managers face every day with this. Um, and yes, I think it has a or does play the biggest impact um, in in what in the workplace well-being capacity. Because if you don't get it right from day one, um, and you don't manage it throughout their career with you, then you do lose good people. We are losing good people from this industry, and and not, and worse than that, we're not even um, getting new faces to the industry who are hearing bad things about our industry. So it yeah. has a huge knock on effect.
0: Absolutely. We'll, we'll come on to the state of, of mm. um, you know, the, the availability of employees in a second, but you're absolutely right there. Can you just give us a bit of a, a background into your history, where mm. you've been, what you've done and, and the things that you've covered in your career and, and what it is that you do now?
1: Um, so I start about 20 years ago, goodness me, 20 years ago, as a massage therapist and personal trainer. Um, and I, sadly, um, I fell um, ill with uh, rheumatoid arthritis quite early on. So that yeah. um, prevented me from doing the massage anymore, which was, mm. which was devastating for me. And I know a lot of therapists will relate to this because it's, it, it, you know, yeah. it sadly is a... Is a a problem with our industry as well. Um, but so that happened to me. And I then went, um, I, I was lucky enough to then take a jump into management. And I ran spas um, from the age of 25. I just got my first spa role. Um, so I was really, really fortunate to work for uh, Tracy Woodward, who people might may know as, um, or previously CEO of um, Aromatherapy Associates but I worked for her under the room of Harrods and ran the men's spa there under her mentorship which was incredible. Um, Worked my way up through uh, was lucky enough to work at prestigious spas including Pennyhill Park, uh, Danesville Spa, Champneys and then the last spa I ran was the Mandarin Oriental in London so I've had quite a varied background in terms of, of the sort of type of spa and the volume of, of customers and and even the volume of staff. Um, I've run spas that were 100 um, staff strong and I've run wow. spas that were 10 staff strong, so a um, real variety. And then I, I was lucky enough to get the job as a uh, general manager of the UK Spar Association for two years you were, yes. and um, <laughs> I was and that really opened my eyes um, to the challenges faced in in our industry with regards to recruitment because I was attending spa director meetings regularly mm. and they're all saying help us help us we can't get staff we can't get staff and so I think all that said um, when it came to my two years of the spa Association uh, you know it, it's it's a part-time role Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know I was ready for a change. Um, this was this seemed like a great opportunity to sort of start a job listing site, specializing in spa, um, yeah. where I would literally use my background and contacts and and see if I can sort of not only find um, you know find the candidates that are out there already, but PR the industry to find new candidates for our industry. And Spa Pulse was born in July two thousand and eighteen.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's going really well as well, isn't it?
1: it's going well. I mean, it took time because I had, it was a chicken and egg scenario. I had to, mm. um, I had to get the jobs on there to attract the candidates. and then, <laughs> So yeah. it was one of those, but, um, I'm just, you know, just over a year in now. And we've got a really strong database of spa, um, professionals. Um, we've got a big following. We usually have about 60, 60 good jobs on at any one time, yeah. primarily spa therapists, but we get, we get spa reception, we get uh, spa attendant, we get spa manager, we get spa director. So any sort of spa role, um, we cover but primarily therapists
0: brilliant okay and so touching back upon that then there there is this um we keep referring to it as a retention crisis or a a recruitment crisis in the industry what's your view on that what's kind of the the root of that problem
1: so Yeah, I mean, this is a question I've sort of pondered and and been asked about a few times. And when I started in the industry, certainly when I was running my first spa um, in 2005, 2006, um, I would get CVs on my desk every single day. I I mean, particularly particular, I mean, Champneys, I I literally would get several CVs a day that would land on my desk. And, you know, out of those six six CVs, for example, I would um you know find five of them were quality um mm-hmm. and I didn't have to go out outside the door I didn't have to recruit mm-hmm. on job listing sites or anything it was ha- it was coming to my desk yeah. and then as as the recession hit 2008 2009 um I started to see a change um I moved to dancefield house and I recall then thinking where do I find staff mm-hmm. and that was the moment I sort of started to see the change but even then you still get an odd local person popping in and and put a cv on the desk um but the reason i believe it's all changed and really has now changed um you know 2018 2019 we've really seen more of a struggle in this industry than ever is because there's just so much choice now um, right. so the, the young person coming into the industry now when i started out i was really thrilled to get a, a job in in a local um, it was a fitness center i was actually working initially yeah. i was on 12 brand an hour and 12 <laughs> 12 grand a year sorry um I was working every other weekend I was working sh- horrible shift work but I was thrilled I had this great job and it was a local job so it was easy to get to and I was just thrilled to bits and I didn't think anything of it now a candidate or a, a, a you know a therapist particularly coming out of college has got the world Is you know is they're always they could go into makeup and and, you know the lashes route the brows route the makeup route they could do their own business now i mean a lot of them seem to do that which is really bold and brave and i certainly didn't feel like that i could do that at that age um um, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spas. when i was starting out in industry there was about 50 um (laughs) and now there's thousands um and there's salons as well so there's so many options for them and, and i think that's one of the biggest problems, Adam.
0: So almost almost then the success of the industry has caused the the problem now where it's struggling to actually support itself.
1: I think so. I think it's supply I think it's supply and demand. I think I think yeah. that's the main root of the problem. I think also there's um being some bad PR um facing the spa industry specifically, linked to sort of massage limits, um, yeah. the amount of sort of hard work in, in, in dark in a dark room all day. So the well-being element has also kicked in and 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 mm. and sort of spa therapists now are saying, hold on a minute, but this doesn't fulfil my wellbeing needs. So there's also yeah. an element of that.
0: Okay. Well what we're trying to do here is bring that more positive and, and kind of raise that back up again. And when we were just having a chat about the, this episode and what we should cover the other day, one thing that we, we decided we wanted to do was very much cover this from both from the employer's point of view, but also the employee, because, um, you know, often, um, often they're almost seen at odds with each other, but actually ultimately they all want the same thing. Um, But maybe they're just looking for it in, in a slightly different way. So, so, Recruitment and retention—that's what we're talking about. I guess it makes sense to yep. kind of kick off with with stage one, the recruitment side of things. So, okay. where do we start with that? Let's let's start off with um, let's start off with the employer's side of recruitment.
1: Okay. What are the, what okay. are the key
0: things, the key bits of advice that you would give there?
1: Right. Well, I, going back to sort of um, my sort of beginning of my career, where I was having CVs land on my desk, it's hmm. not it's not that simple now you really do have to consider what your um what you what you're offering your employee what your employee value proposition is so what you're actually what the job role is what are they going to do how are they going to be valued what package are you going to offer them uh, what's a day going to look like for them i think you really Need to have thought that through before you even consider putting an advert out to, to advertise a role. Um, there's so much competition now, so you need to think: how are you going to stand out from from everyone else? Mm. Um, I, you know, there's one particular region at the moment that I'm working with, and they've got. There's about five spas in that region. They're all fighting for this small pool of therapists. So I say to them, <laughs> how do you stand out from the others? Um, and that has to then be reflected in in not only how you advertise yourself through your advert, but how you're going to start, how you're going to um, deliver that interview that's going to sell that as well, So um, I often start with saying to an employer, think about that first. And I've honestly, Adam, had comments, well, I'm too busy. I haven't got time for that. They know what the place is. They can research us on the web. And I say, well, that, that's not enough now. You, you can't just rely on what's on the web or um, word of mouth. It has to be that you've thought it through as the employer and that's HR, that's the spa director, spa managers. Um any anyone who's involved in that process needs to be really sitting down and first of all thinking what's that employer employee value proposition? Um, yeah, of course
0: if you're relying on on word of mouth, you know, you don't control that. So you don't know what's been said about you. So absolutely. if nothing else, it gives you the <laughs> the the opportunity to set the record straight a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And I think I mean it's interesting because at the moment I see spa. Um, who who are trying to be a bit more innovative and, and creating sort of employee videos? Um, this is what it looks like to work in a spa oh, cool. for the yeah. day, um, which is really exciting. And, you know, we can use now um, social media so much more. And so, you know, this, there's, there's some fantastic um, Instagram accounts that are purely for the employer and empl- employee and recruitment um, so that people can actually go on the Instagram page, see what it's like to to have a day at work there and and you know team building days and whatever so i would say to start with that's really really key is that they work out what that is and what that looks like and then start creating in a sense a campaign around that um, much as you would do for your customer yeah. um we all think of our customer and we come up with the journey for our customer and the marketing to get our customer through the door but what why are we not doing that for our employees
0: sure yeah No, that makes sense Okay. So we've got that bit down. So Mm. then it's, it comes to, we, we do, it works and we get some people apply, which is great. Um, so then it comes on to interview stage. What are the kind of things that they should be thinking about there?
1: Um, so for me, again, it's so important that that um, the spa managers are involved in this element. So it's not just HR. It's not just you've passed it down to your treatments manager. The spa manager needs to be really heavily involved because that's the person that that employee will look up to ultimately. So I like to think that, yes, someone, a therapist might come in and have an new- interview with the treatments manager and be trade tested but i think the spa manager also needs to have seen that cv and have come and at least said hello and met them or second interviewed them so that's really really key for me one of the things um you know it's also important the setup that you provide for that interview so i don't think it's acceptable just to bring them into a dark room the you know i've I've personally been brought into a room which had rubbish in the corner that hadn't been presented
0: (laughs) whatever room was available (laughs) whatever
1: room was available where they've literally knocked on the door in front of me and and to see if there was anyone in there turn the light on those cobwebs you know that's not acceptable anymore i don't think it was no it's not really it's
0: not really giving the right impression (laughs) setting the uh, precedent is it
1: no, so thinking about where you're going to do that interview, um I think it's really nice to do a tour as well of our spa and facilities. I've been for interviews where I wasn't shown the facilities, I did take the job and and ultimately, I got there on the day one, and, and they assumed I knew the place. Well, of course I didn't. I hadn't had a spa day there or been shown <laughs> around. So, those are little touches that can make make such a difference when you're when you're doing the interview. And I also think it's really key that you have gone through the CV with a tooth comb, and you've also maybe got some questions ready already, because um, yeah. the other thing you can, you can feel it if somebody's just reading through it as they're meeting you is a really it's really uncomfortable for the for the potential employee.
0: Yeah it's just it just creates an awkward environment to sort of sit there yeah. watching someone read about you and thinking well you know you could you've got me in you could have spent 10 minutes yeah. you know <laughs> looking at it beforehand. So like, it sounds like all the things that you're saying at the moment is um it's really switched around the the operators are very much having to sell themselves to the candidates.
1: Absolutely now. and that's the thing I think is so different now. I mean all the roles I ever went for I wanted so I was in there trying to sell myself now I mm. think you've got to be selling the, the job to the employee because they might be being, and they probably are being interviewed by several others, um, you know, at the same time. So how are you going to stand out? How, and, and the thing is now, whatever we say, we do need these people. We are, we're not desperate. I don't like the word desperate, but we are certainly, um, there's, there's less employees as there are roles at the moment. Yeah. So that's a fact. Um, so we, we, you know, if we've got a good candidate walk through the door, you need to consider the fact they're probably going for several other interviews and how are you going to make them take your job. So, yes, Adam, they they need to sell themselves in the spa.
0: So we've got some people in for interview. We've Mm -hmm. prepared a room. We've actually read the CV, so we know what we're doing. Um, What's sort of – without going into crazy detail, Mm. what's sort of your – um, tips on selecting. Let's say you let's say you get two or three people mm. who you feel would be would be good for the job. What's kind of your tips on on making the right choice? Yeah,
1: making the right choice. So for me, um, I'm not even going to be. Um, looking too hard at their qualification as long as I know they have got their in in the therapist case level two or three depending on what the spa requires Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into too much detail with that if I've known if I know they've got that um for me it's about personality are they going to fit in with my team are they going to fit in with my customer um are they humble are they kind are they warm um because for me that's how um you get the return custom um and that's also how if you start off with a person um with that ability you can train them rest in my view um if they've got the willingness and the passion and the warmth then you and your team can help nurture them through if if their qualification or at least if their experience isn't quite where you want it and I have done that many times Adam and I've seen incredible results and I would say that's where I've picked the right personality um, over somebody even that may have lots of experience but comes in with the wrong attitude so for me it's about attitude and personality
0: so yeah, attitude over aptitude yeah. to a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah, Great.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Cool. So we then employer mm. makes that decision. They've they've picked the person that they want. What's the next thing they do and how the, should they go about it?
1: Yeah, so if you've if you've um decided this person's for you, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Don't don't wait <laughs> weeks <laughs> to tell them they're going to be at home in anticipation. They might have other job roles coming in. Our job offers coming in, so um, you know, get get to them quickly. Or we'll set the expectation in the interview when when you're going to let them know, yeah. and then do let them know when you you know when you it. said yeah. you would, um, because that's a trust element for me. Hmm. If someone said they're going to tell me by Friday, by Friday to uh, expect that call if you haven't had it you start to feel disheartened and unfortunately we do hear of this very often that people haven't heard they're chasing um and for me this also by the way goes for if you're not going to take that person you still need to let them know you can't just um Absolutely, let them just yes. clear off um you know still have the decency to contact them and let them know but so first of all that so calling them offering them in the role. I like, I think, I think. well, I think everyone should do this, but I like to think that, you know, everyone does send a letter then to follow it up as soon as possible. Um, a really nice warm letter inviting them to work with the company, uh, the job offer, send the contract through so they can already read that and sign that. But for me, the big thing then is setting the expectation of the first day. And in that letter, saying that this is when we want to start. This is how the first day will look like. This is what you need to bring. This is what you need to wear. There's nothing worse than not knowing when you've got your first day what that expectation is and what do I wear? What do, you know? What time do I have to be there? because yeah, you know,
0: you're, it's, you're it's, a bundle of nerves already. Yeah, you you want to as many of the questions taken out of it. So yeah, you, that's. Mm. Oh, I love that idea. So in the in the offer or with the offer letter. Yeah, yeah. Of, this is what's going to happen on your first day. So you're going in mm. knowing, right? I'm. This is what's going to be happening. I'm not. I'm, I don't need to stress about it anymore.
1: That's, right, that's right. Because yeah. they will be stressing cool. about how to get there and how, you know I and mean, all the things that that they're in their control more than you know. They're going to have to get through traffic that first day to get there on time. You know, they've got to think of all that. So if you take some of those pressures away, at least they know Absolutely. they're going to get a warm welcome when they arrive.
0: Okay, so then first day arrives. Presumably... (laughs) A warm welcome would be handy. <laughs> a warm
1: welcome is a good start. Um, I think it's really important as well that the spa manager, again, um, meets and greets them, even if they're you know, they busy people, but they can spend two minutes, five minutes, just meeting and greeting them when they first arrive and then hand them over to their team, whatever the plan is. They might be going into an induction, which I do think is really, really important. If your company doesn't do an induction, I think you should create a spa induction at least um, mm. so that there is some way of saying, this is our company, this, long is, this is how long it's been, running this is what we do this is the uh, product companies we use etc etc so even if the company doesn't do one which some don't to do your own one would be really good um and i i really like the idea of giving someone a buddy as well at the beginning someone who can sort of be their support. um and i've had it Personally, in one of the jobs I was in, and and I always think back fondly. It was just somebody to know that they were someone I could talk to. They were one of my peers. Um, they they took me for lunch. It sounds a bit like first day of school, I know, but actually, you know, it is scary. And there's nothing worse than walking into that canteen on day one and no one. You have no one to talk to, and you don't know where yeah. to sit. Um,
0: you don't know where the plates are. where yeah. the and Knives are how how much are you how much you're supposed to take.
1: <laughs> That's it. It's all that again. It's the etiquette. You know what do I do? So having. Yeah. somebody that's at least can take you for lunch at least there's someone you can just have a quick natter to if you're feeling like you need some support or you need to ask questions or you've forgotten i mean you know getting lost on you know in the big these big spas and big buildings
0: yeah um, no it's true get
1: lost, yeah know? i was
0: so, i was at a new build the other day and i was like i think you're going to be you know sweeping your therapist up for the first few days because <laughs> i've no idea where i'm going
1: there you go there you go i mean when i worked at harrods you can't even imagine how many times i got lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mm. just having contacts um and also having a line manager making it clear who the line manager is so you've got some support from a manager straight away whoever that may be
0: love it so we've, we've kind of carried on with this process mm. but i presume mm. at some point we've actually tipped over into it we're still in the in the recruitment process but mm. that the kind of retention has already kind of kicked in because all these things are helping yeah. to make the member of staff feel valued Mm. feel like this is a place they want to work and keep working as well isn't it
1: well that's the thing i think i this is where i believe it It does start from day one i think if you get it wrong from day one it will never you won't redeem yourself because um you're setting that it's first impressions isn't it it's first impressions. so um and so thereafter for me in terms of um i mean we we can talk about workplace wellbeing. there's huge amounts you can do but in terms of just following on from this process for me it's having regular cuppers and catch-ups it's making sure that new employee is happy they're comfortable they're having their questions answered you know obviously there's going to be appraisals um, or reviews or one-to-ones or whatever your process is in your particular business but but I think beyond that it's just it's saying on a Monday um, the spa manager popping in seeing they've got a gap hey do you want Come for a quick cuppa. Let's go and let's go and have yeah. a chance of getting on. Just that warmth, um, that sort of feeling that they're the spa manager, the managers are accessible, um, mm-hmm. and that they're interested in you. So,
0: I like that, and I, I think that's generally important anyway. But I think in that first week, it's really important mm-hmm. to try and do that as many times as you can. Probably at the end of each day, or at some point each day mm. of their first week, because you never know when questions are going to come up, and the sooner you can catch them and answer them and put them to bed and put their mind at ease, you know the whole better experience everyone has. It's better for the clients, better for the Mm. employer, better for the employee.
1: And also, you know, for me, if, if they do it early on, and they set that precedent, it sort of hmm. it does build that trust and rapport. It does build that confidence that, you know, if something goes wrong down the line or if, you know, something, um, if they need help or support down the line, they're not going to feel nervous to go and knock on that door. And, um, you know, I, I've always said, and I've done this in every role I've had, is that I've got an open door policy. Unless yeah. there's a big stamped notice on there saying, don't, I've got a big <laughs> important <laughs> Do not open my door. <laughs> <laughs> You know, otherwise, I would expect them to always come to me. and, and feel that they can and and i've had that throughout my career because um there's nothing worse than feeling you can't get to to the the boss really from from my point of view
0: so on an ongoing basis Mm. you've got your reviews Mm. you've got your appraisals Mm. but you know don't rely only on those make sure that there's a a forum and Mm. and the knowledge that people can come to you at any point Mm. and Mm. and not just that like you're saying have offer coffees and catch-ups just so your team know that you know it's not a it's not a, a false thing of this open door policy. It's like, I genuinely want to know you're doing well. I'm going to come to you Definitely. and ask you how things are doing. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Okay, cool. Um, so so that's kind of, I mm. guess, the, is there any other stages in the employer uh, side of things? Any other bits to add to that before we move on to the employee bit?
1: And any other things I think are quite nice is um, before they actually arrive, and I probably should have mentioned this already, but I do think this is really nice. Before they come, to the spa on the first day um i've always done this i think it's really nice to get a photo of them a little profile what their hobbies are a bit about them oh, cool. and just put something up on the notice board um for the rest of the team so it's just a really nice little touch so that when they come in on that first day everyone's like, oh hi you're adam and and we know all about you and you've got a lovely dog and you've got you can do this as a hobby and it's yeah just,
0: that's a really nice idea
1: yeah Something like that is really nice, um, and also just you know generally um, the things that like keep people engaged so i got one of the places i worked we instantly got signed onto this birthday buddy list and you, you we did we had to arrange the the food on some you know cakes and bits on the day of someone's birthday once a year <laughs> okay. and there's all sorts of things like that that they also instantly start to feel that they're part of that team um yeah. you know it might be that you ask them to get involved with organizing one of the team breakfasts or something early on just some right. things just doing things that make mean they're already feeling part of it that's all yeah
0: that's a really good point and actually one it reminded me of one of my pet hates that i've seen happen so often in spas when i've been working as consultants there um you know a, a new person turns up on their first day mm. they're all excited and like it, it, you know, the uniform is like still in a cupboard somewhere. Yeah, so sort I of go, oh, what's what size are you? Oh, we'll go find you a uniform. It's like it's like they weren't even expecting you. Yeah. So it's like you know, get that all ready beforehand. That, Make it look like yeah. you know you were expecting them to come and you're ready and you're Absolutely. excited about them starting. Not oh, you're here. Okay, well we'll go and <laughs> we'll go and get ourselves sorted out. Give us five minutes. Sit there before and we'll come and find you in a minute. No, I mean that, that's you know, a
1: really great one. And actually, you know, Adam, you, you know, that's one point I forgot, but it's so important is to get. Bring up, bring them up beforehand, and ask them their uniform size, or put it in the first, mm. so that you have got it already. Um, you know, even the badge. The badge is really important. If you have badge, yeah. have it ready, um, because again, they'll feel like you know you were expecting them, you were ready for them, and you were looking forward to seeing them. So. Yeah,
0: it's like you're the new kid at school yeah. walking around in the wrong uniform. Yeah. You stand out like a, a sore thumb, and it's it's not really making you feel no. part of the team at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs>
0: cool okay so that's the employer side of things yes. so but i really wanted to talk cuz uh, all sorts of people will be listening to this podcast hopefully um so i want to talk about the employee because you know their their journey whilst part of the same journey as the employer's going on you know mm-hmm. they've got their own um thoughts and feelings and and agenda for this whole thing mm-hmm. and you know hopefully they Determined and and de- wanting the job as well. Mm. So where does where does their journey start? So if if you're a, a therapist, either newly qualified or you're already a therapist, or really anyone working in a spa and you're looking to go for a new position. Mm. Where do you start?
1: So, I mean, they, this is this is where it's it's so much more difficult, really, because um, they have got so much choice. So, where do they start? Mm. Um, but if you have a feeling that you you know you potentially want to work in a in a spa salon environment initially, um, obviously the first thing you want to do is potentially see what's local to you. Um, I mean, some people don't. Some people say straight away, I'm off, I want to move, I want to relocate, I want to find somewhere to work where I've got accommodation. Um, Whatever your your choice is, I mean, the the key is anyway to do the research to start with what's available to you based on your remit. So if you're looking – somewhere, something local. Okay, I've got five spas that are about half an hour from me. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So now how do I know if they're recruiting? So, I mean, using Google, brilliant. I mean, Google will tell you straight away. It'll it'll send you straight to the right job sites that potentially have roles on there. Um, but I actually think let's still drop those cvs on people's desk you know that's how it was it worked brilliantly the chances are they will lap it up um and call you that day so you know go by foot and drop cvs off where you want to work is a really important tip if, if you know if you can otherwise finding um the roles on the job listing sites um mm-hmm. before you apply as well because adverts do vary and honestly i've seen adverts that would um you know i I do wonder how they they recruit through them
0: um (laughs) make you cringe yeah (laughs)
1: where where it's very much what what the employee must do at the company and not what they're going to get in return oh
0: yeah Um, yeah you must have this be this do that be the most amazing (laughs) employee ever and yeah
1: and and it's quite intimidating often and and you know of course some people will read it and go yeah that's me i'm I'm applying but there's other people that think will be thinking ah okay that sounds a bit intimidating actually all I want to know is will I have a nice package um, will I have weekends off or whatever you know then people will have their own questions and so so yes you need to read that advert and scrutinize whether it sounds right for you but before you rule anywhere out I would also be doing research myself so I would be looking on their sites um I would be seeing, as I mentioned before, whether there's um, Instagram pages for them, whether there's a a recruitment video, whether there's other things that are selling them as a place to work. So you've really had a good look and made sure, yeah, do you know what? This place sounds amazing. Um, I want to go for it. So really doing your research. And if the spa is savvy enough, they will have these extra um, ways of you really discovering what it's like to be an employee there.
0: Yeah. Now this is a bit of a curse and a blessing at at the moment. It's so easy to research a place because everyone's got a Facebook page, Google reviews, all these different things. Now, and and the reason I say a curse and a blessing is you can, you can obviously gain a lot of knowledge about a spa from the reviews of the clients and things like that. But also remember more people, vastly more people are going to go online and complain about something than people who will be positive. So Mm. if you go onto a spa and you see clients, Having a bit of a moan, uh-huh. just remember that for every one of those, there are twelve much yeah. happier clients. so don't don't let a couple of negative reviews on a spark completely put you off because because that's the thing I see a lot. um you know, and we and we all do this uh-huh. um whenever we're looking at any kind of review, is it to go somewhere as a client? You know, I think every review site should have a a, a banner over the top saying, you know, please remember. 12 people will have a positive experience for every one person that has a negative one. And those are the most likely to comment on here. Um, so I, I just I just wish they would all do no, that. It's so, a really so important a point. No, it's a really important
1: <laughs> point, Adam, because I actually see this as well with now employee reviews through, um, so I think Indeed and some other sites allow you to do employee reviews. Well, people mm. only tend to write an employee review if they've had a bad experience experience. so yeah. it's human that nature bad experience yeah absolutely and that bad experience might, might have been something um actually that they did but they're going to twist it to. so you really have to be open-minded and think look you know there's there's a thousand employees in that company one has written a bad review um overall i'm I'm seeing great things the customers yep most of them are saying great things so it is about really you know looking through that looking past that and seeing and taking making your own judgment really
0: cool so um you've done the research you've decided it's somewhere Mm -hmm. you want to work you've You've, if it's local, like you said, you've you've done the old-fashioned thing, you've gone in, you've dropped off mm-hmm. your CV and covering letter or you've applied in the correct way through uh, the website that they're recruiting on or anything like that. Um, so let's say, hopefully, they've, they've done their job properly and they contact you for uh, an interview. Mm-hmm. What's As an employee, what's the thing you do then?
1: So going back to the sort of research thing, at this point, you know you've got this interview – Make sure they have actually indicated and been very clear on the address and time. So make sure you've got your facts straight, first of all. Um, then you need to make sure you're going. To get there on time, so I always think it's really important to to double check where you're going, um, see how long it's going to take you. Maybe if it's somewhere local, even go and visit it beforehand, and and just make sure you can get there easily. And um, I've I've known people to turn up at sort of there's a company with two offices, and they've turned up at the wrong office because they hadn't read it properly. So just making right. sure you're really really clear on that, because that first impression also is not ideal when you're <laughs> if you arrive at the wrong building and the company says well i did give you the right address so you didn't read it properly um so all of that getting there on time for me it's really important people arrive on time um and that can be on time but i mean ideally five ten minutes before so that you've also had time to compose yourself maybe you know you've gone to the bathroom freshened yourself up and you're not just rushing in off the street straight into an interview out of breath you know it, it, you've had time to carry talk your starbucks cup yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> carrying your starbucks cup and you know um and also then obviously so important to think about the presentation of the business because um Some companies are very specific on dress code, um, depending on whether they're sort of the five star market, whether they're whatever, whatever the company is, just look into sort of, you know, what their way of thinking is in regards to appearance. Um, It is important. And, you know, think about your how you're going to present yourself I've had someone sat in an interview chewing gum with me and it didn't it didn't go down well so you know I think you do have to think how you you want to be perceived in that moment um and having done your research you should also be ready yourself with some questions to ask um because you've this is interviewed as much for you to find out about the company as it is for them to find out about you so you have every yeah. right to be prepared with your own questions
0: yeah, I always say that to people, you know, think the interview is not one way. The interview is both ways. You know, you should be interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. And yeah, I totally agree. It's it's it may be, uh, you know, a seller's market in terms of recruitment at the moment in our industry. But but equally, there's no reason, there's no excuse for for not making the effort. Um, no, absolutely. And, and like you say. Um, and one other thing that I just like to say in here, if for some reason you've got an interview and you Decide it's not for you for whatever reason. Please contact them and let them know. Just don't want yes, to show Adam. Up.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I,
0: it infuriates me. Does that. Yeah,
1: and it's happening too often. And I'm hearing this a lot from people. Um, I've had I've had several people I've helped um, as you know through the site, and yeah. they say to me, "Hell no, they never turned up and they never contacted me." And it it's really poor show. And and you know, for me, that's 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 just rude. <laughs> it's
0: rude. It is. It is. It's that. But look, we all know that our industry, as, as huge as it is growing, it's still fairly small in terms of relationships and people who know each yes, other, yes. especially if you're looking for a job in your local area. Mm. You know, just think, spa managers do talk to each other. Yes, so if it's you completely true. fail to show up at one <laughs> and then you try and go for a job at another and, you know, they've had a, a coffee or a drink the night before and they've said, oh, this person didn't show up. Just think how that's going to affect your other opportunities. So it's a small thing. Yeah. Give them a call. And not hard.
1: There's a lovely one, Adam, You'll like this. Um, I, I've spoken oh. to someone fairly recently who turned up to interview someone who was already waiting for them at this bar they'd arranged to meet at. And for some reason, she decided to order herself a glass of champagne. <laughs> So she was nice. sitting there waiting for interview with a glass of champagne because she thought that would be okay. <laughs> so <great>. you get <laughs> you get some great stories. Um and I mean she was there on time, but um yeah, just thinking about how you're that first impression. Um when 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 you know if you are there first and, and the employer walks in, what's that first impression?
0: Yeah, maybe maybe leave the champagne till you maybe know, leave you, the champagne. <Yeah> fabulous okay so um so they've got the interview they've 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 done the research they've made the effort they've showed up they've got their questions and um and they've been been fortunate enough to be offered the position um Mm -hmm. hopefully then the employer's done their bit they've sent the Mm -hmm. the the offer letter told them what's going to happen on the first day what are the things that the employee should be looking to do to to maximize their first day
1: so um sort of hoping that the 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 employer has sent them enough information but if they haven't just making sure they really are um clued up as to what's going to happen on that first day so if the company isn't savvy enough to do that you need to be asking them you know what time am i arriving what am i wearing what am i going to be doing for lunch um how long am i going to be there that day you know you need to know all that because it is your first day you will be nervous um and it's so important that you don't feel uncomfortable you you it's yep. no, you're nervous enough anyway without all those things to worry about as we said before so if they haven't said all that of course you need to ask all that um if, if it's a case there's ways no to God. do
0: that as well you know there's mm. there's a nice way to ask that question in a positive way of like i want to mm. make sure that i'm you know you know i, I yes. i've got everything right so can you tell me this that and the other rather than just going and what should i wear and how long am I going to be there? And, and how long is my yeah. lunch? Because, you know, one sounds like you don't really want to be there. And the other one sounds like you want to make a fantastic impression. So just Definitely. be aware there's, um, and especially on email, because if a lot of people now Definitely, defer Adam. to email yeah. and messenger, and, you know, it's so easy to come across wrong on email by your, yeah. you think you're you're being, you know, time savvy and, and bullet point in the questions. But, you know, on the other end, that can just seem like a list of demands. So, I,
1: now I love that point, because I think that's where people can go really wrong. And then, you know, if, if you're not so good on your grammar or your spelling, ask someone to check, because again, that is a first impression. So, you know, it's, it's important how you come across, how warm you come across, how you end that email and that yeah. will give that that employer an, an impression of you and it might yeah. not be your biggest strength but it's something that people you know you could get someone else to help you with i think that's really really key actually yeah. yeah
0: or you could or you could phone them you know pick up the phone, or it's, phone it's, them. you're going to be yeah, you, you're going to be working with these people all the time so it shows it shows huge initiative for you to be able to actually pick up the phone and ask those questions in a genuine way if you're more of a communicator um you know in uh, over the phone then go with that
1: mm, definitely
0: cool Okay. So first day you've you've either been prepared for your first day or you've asked the questions and you turn up and and you know let's say so let's say things are going well but mm-hmm. you've got um I don't know let's say you've got a, a couple of questions or you're not sure of some mm. things um do you do you sort of do you recommend employees kind of try and deal with it there and then and ask the questions there and then? Or do they, do you maybe sort of see if there's going to be a follow-up on the next day or, or more of the induction process?
1: And for me, I've always felt communication was one of the biggest motivators for anyone working in any environment. So for me, communication is key to, to say it there and then, to get things cleared up, to not sleep on things and worry about things. Yeah. Um, we, You okay. know, usually it's something that can be easy resolved usually there's an answer I'm a solutions person I think most spa managers will be because that's what you do all day long you're firefighting all day long (laughs) Um, so I'd rather someone said to me look this is this is frustrating me or this is something that's I'm I'm feeling nervous about and I'd be right right what we're we gonna do about yeah. it what how are we gonna help you so now I think really really key you speak up always speak up say how you feel from day one um you know build that rapport with your managers that you can be honest yeah. and open. I mean without being silly you know there's also you know if it's if it's something that, that that really um is your problem you know your issue think about whether it's something you need to resolve or whether they can help you. Um, um, because they are busy as well, and I think that that's also key to remember. Um, Whilst you know I'm very keen on open door policies and everything, we are all very busy in our roles, so <laughs> yeah, it's being sensible with our questions. But you know, but it, yeah, absolutely. If you if you have an issue and you need something resolved and you want to, it's worrying you and potentially it's making you think, is this the right job for you? Then you must speak up. Um, and I there's suppose that's.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's another reason why having that buddy in place would be really good mm. because you could you could potentially you know check in with your buddy. It might be a question they can answer straight yeah. away for you. Um, and if you're not sure if it's something you should go to the manager with or, or not, you know, right, if it is your first I, role, because I know yeah. I know if you've never been in a job before, it's, it seems like a big daunting thing. You don't quite know what to do. So if you've got that buddy in place, you can send to check it with them first. And uh, and yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. I love that idea. Cool. So then for the employee, then in terms of you know, retention from their own point of view, presuming that they like the job and they want to carry on staying there. What are the kind of things that, that an employee can do to sort of maximise their own retention and, I guess, um, you know, achieve whatever goals they have within that role? Mm.
1: I mean, I, I do think it's really important that at the beginning of an employment, there is some goals set. Um, they right. may be loose goals initially, that, that but if you're if you're in a position where your managers haven't set any expectations and goals then so you know ask them for that you know it shows it shows initiative and it shows that you're passionate and you want to do well um to have some goals in in place is always useful something to work towards to know that you're on the right track um and then it's a case of you know if you're loving this place prove yourself you know show them what you're made of be passionate um you know start seeing that fantastic feedback coming through from clients um start having your name on the trip advisor reviews for being fantastic you know start winning awards and you know it's if, if, you, if you if you want if you want to uh, most businesses particularly in the spa industry are geared up for that they want to reward they want to support they want to uh, recognize um, achievement and um you know will give you that opportunity i don't know anywhere that doesn't that doesn't want you to do well let's put it that way so yeah it's your the, the job is you know it's your oyster go for it um, and give it your all um you know the, I think as a manager, you quickly define someone who's in it, who's focused, who's passionate, who's going for it versus someone who's just coming in, doing their their job and out they go when they're thinking about dinner halfway through the day. And it, you can feel the difference in that passion and remember that. I think it's really important to remember that how you come across, um, you know, how your energy comes across, how your enthusiasm comes across um, can also play a part in in your um, future with that company.
0: Yeah I love that and I think another one as well is um, if your goals change within an organization personally Mm -hmm. for whatever reason because I know I've had um, I've experienced therapists kind of come on board and and their goals are really just they're brand new Mm -hmm. so their goals are really just to kind of get comfortable doing what they're doing but they very quickly realize they love the place and they can see themselves Mm -hmm. staying there and you know they they want to be on a track for a sort of assistant manager or head therapist position but they've never actually said that to the manager you know so the manager doesn't know so if your goals do change bring that up let someone know so they know to to Mm. keep that in mind rather because otherwise they're only going on the information you've previously given them
1: and this is so important in terms of motivation because if you haven't ever mentioned to your manager and you you think that they should have noticed or presumed that that's the route you want to go (laughs) you can't presume that they are busy they're They're very busy they're dealing very busy and and they're dealing with a lot of stuff so tell them I mean I've had some incredible stories throughout my career as and where I've had people come to me and say yeah they've said um Helena, one day I want to be a spa director so I'm like right this is how we're going to help you this is what we're going to do this is how this is the route you're going to take this is how we're going to support you I'm going to put you in front of these people these people you know if I hadn't known that quite frankly mm-hmm. some of them might never have got to where they got to because I wouldn't have been put in yeah. those things in place to, to help them so yeah you need to speak up if that's what your dream is speak up because I'll tell you what they'll be thrilled because they want you to be chasing their tail they want you to be enthusiastic um, so if that's your goal go for it and there's so many nice routes you can take I've seen I've seen therapists go into spa operations I've seen therapists go into spa management I've seen receptionists become spa operations managers. I've seen spa attendants go right the way up to spa operations manager. You know, I've seen Mm -hmm. all sorts. So it's all possible, um, but you do need to tell them.
0: Amazing. Is there anything else from the employee side of things that you would always say to an employee going into a new role? um, Any bits of advice, tips that you would give out to them?
1: So one of my big tips is um, don't get involved in in the gossip and the politics. And I think it's really, really important. I think it's so easy to get dragged into potentially things that may have happened in the past before you've turned up or you get caught in a little clique of people. That um, So I think think you need to say stay stay neutral and for your own benefit you don't want to be involved in any drama and usually drama dissipates very quickly in these in these sort of environments but I think just to 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 get on with everybody to you know you will end up with your closer friends at work etc but um yeah don't get involved in any any in any politics any drama just you know go in and, and really enjoy your role because it is such a rewarding job um particularly as a th- you know therapists are dealing with um people every day that come in and and they will see someone walking with their shoulders up tight and stressed and then walk out a different person and it's so incredibly rewarding and and to sort of focus on that rather than get involved in anything internal and I would say in that case, for, for like any role, it tends to happen when the things are quiet, that, that gossip starts and that sort yeah. of, um, you know. So I think as well, this, this also kind of gears up to the employer. Keep them busy. Have lots of fun things going on. Give treatments to each other between treatments if, you, if your boss allows. You know, do team yeah. building exercises. Do lots of things to keep that momentum so there's no time for anyone to, to gossip and be bored. You know, there should always be lots of fun training going on. There should be well-being activities now. This is what, where I think workplace well-being comes in. You know? Maybe there's an hour a week dedicated to learning something new that your spa manager organises or a, you know, a Tai Chi class or a yoga class or something. So the more that your manager or employer can, can motivate you that way, um, the more you stay away from sort of getting into groups and uh, gossiping because it's quiet. And I, I just think that's quite a key thing that that can happen, unfortunately. If if, if you know, so it's it's an employer responsibility, but from an employee responsibility, go into work every day with a smile on your face, be positive, and um, and, and you know, and that's that spreads the culture.
0: That is so true. That is so true. And some, something that's come through quite strongly on a, a few of these interviews I've been doing for this week is is the fact that you know it, it, we know it's a tough job being a therapist. We know if you're in a busy spa, you know you're probably out from one client immediately into another one with a very short break in between. But one thing that's that's come through is to actually celebrate those those mini wins. Those facts that you know, like you just said, that person's come in all stressed and tense, and you know after spending a bit of time with you, they've left lighter more, you know, more relaxed, feeling better about the world, you know, celebrate the fact that you've just made that person's, even if it's just their day better, um, before you go into the next client. Cause otherwise it does, it can just seem like a bit of a grind. And, uh, and I think if you, if you just take a few minutes to, to realize the difference that you're making on a, on a day by day basis to people's lives is huge.
1: It is, and it's, and we've. I think we're incredibly lucky to be in such a privileged position. We're in such a stress world now, and people are seeking support. Be it just, yes. you know, be it a massage, be it just coming into a bar and sitting in a robe for an hour without their phone on is just a luxury that people at the moment are craving and for yeah. you to be part of that and to, to deliver something where they will walk out, remember you for such a positive reason, I mean how rewarding and yet to focus on that and this goes back to employees as well, thanking your staff for what they're doing for those for that feedback, you know go in and thank them, that little yes, thank that, you can mean really more yeah. than anything to that, to that employee um, yeah. you know, say well done to your friends, your colleagues who, who have had that feedback. Um, and But it doesn't have to be that any feedback's occurred. If you know that client's turn around to you and you can see it on their face that they've had an incredible experience and they're walking away feeling lighter and better and healthier and happier then that's so rewarding and and it makes any sort of day when things are not you know necessarily they should be feel better um i I think that's so key adam and i think this is why surely why we all go into this industry in the first place
0: helena this has been Fabulous! Thank you so Thank much for spending you. this time with us. I've I've really enjoyed talking to you. Obviously, we we catch up as friends anyway. <laughs> um, but I think we've 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 covered a really good topic there, and I think mm. I think that's going to help or certainly open the eyes of a lot of employers and hopefully a lot of employees as well as, mm. as to seeing it from the other side. Um, but also how to get the most out of the whole process for yourselves and for your business.
1: Brilliant! Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it, and I hope people can take some some nuggets away that, that will be helpful to them. Oh, I'm
0: sure they will. And actually, if people want to find out more, we mentioned it briefly earlier on, but if people mm-hmm. want to find out about your website and your service, mm-hmm. can you just give us the, the address and where they can find out more?
1: Yeah, so it's www.sparpulse.com. Um, and my email address is helena at sparpulse.com. And, and you're happy to support if anyone needs any advice on, on this subject. Um, I I do um, support employees a lot as well. So if anyone wants just some advice, just some info- on on how to get their next role do always give me a shout
0: thank you so much and thank you for everything that you do as well for for the employers and the employees and, and those looking to be employees of the world in the spa industry too
1: you're welcome thank you so much
0: thank you again bye bye
1: thanks bye bye
0: there we go I hope our conversation there and the topics that we discussed has really given you more of a feel for this issue and maybe given you cause to go and look for a bit more information. Now, I love the approach that Helena describes here, both from an employer and an employee point of view. Use this information when you're looking for your next role or for your next team member. And remember, if you want any help at all, you can always reach out to Helena, as she said, at sparpulse.com for more advice and assistance. Now, don't forget, for even more information on this topic, you can head over to the National Spa Week pages on the UK. UK Spa Associations website, which you can find at www.spa-uk.org/sparweek. Now I'll give you that again because it's a little bit fiddly with the hyphen in there. So you're listening, okay? It's www.spa-uk.org/sparweek. Now, if you're looking for the normal show notes pages for this episode, they can be found in the normal place at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 69. Right, if you haven't had enough of me already this week, then I will be back again tomorrow where we'll be talking all about commercial health and wellness in the workplace and some practical workplace strategies. We're gonna be bringing you all the latest stats and practical ways to focus a little bit more on wellness within your business, be it a salon, a spa, a clinic, or a hotel. So once again, I will be joined by yet another expert in this area, but I'm gonna keep you in suspense for now as to who that might be. Join me tomorrow right here to find out more. Bye for now.